Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, a forever member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast family at JitteryMonkey.com, but most recently added on officially as an SB Nation podcast in the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and by gosh, it feels good to get the tripod back together in its entirety as I'm joined by... John Dam Johnston and uh, making his triumphant return after missing last week. It's Hoss Reuter. Uh, Hoss, let's start with you. Uh, yes, slacker. I know why you were uh, absent last week. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna air the laundry uh, here on the show. But I just want you to know, you're forgiven. Why do you think I was absent? He went in jail. What? No, I've never been. I've never been to jail. What, are, are, do you want me to go ahead and say it? I'll say it. You were strung out on heroin again. <laughs> never I, tried heroin. I'll say it. So, as we know, our you know a little peek behind the curtain. We usually record eight eight thirty. Uh, you know about the time that you know I get you know we get our son to bed and uh, you know we and my wife, not me and you guys. Um, we don't share a son. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, you know, we, we recorded the house is a little quieter at that point. Uh, and, and so when I can send out the, the message to confirm the time, Haas says, Ooh, could we do more like 10 or 10 30? I did not ask questions. I said, let me double check. John, John was okay. We, that's when I uh, messaged, uh, Reed Fuller, the uh, assistant uh, coach for the Nebraska men's hockey club. And he joined us for a segment, and then we sat. 10 o'clock rolls. Hadn't heard anything from Haas. 10.15, I messaged Haas. I sent him a text message, which I had never done before. Usually it's always just through Slack. And I said, uh, what are we looking like? How are we looking? You know, something like that. No response. After 10.30, our agreed-upon start time, I said to John, let's just roll. And so John says, okay. And so I was up. He, he he was captured by lizard people and taken to the Cayman Trench, off the coast of Honduras. Is that you, Rush Limbaugh? Anyway, uh, I was up doing the production, post production, getting everything ready. Two o'clock in the morning, and had to turn around and get back up at at five thirty. And Haas sends me a message. Actually, he had to be getting ready for the gym or some silly nonsense because I was still asleep. It was about 4 o'clock in the morning, maybe 4.55, I think, was the timestamp on the text. He says, sorry, I fell asleep, and I just now got your message. <laughs> Holy so, shit. That, your, you know what that is? You know what that is? What, what was what that, Haas? I, I want to hear what Haas said first. I just want to know, so what's your accusation? No, my accusation is that you fell asleep. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. My God, what an old person thing to do. I, I mean, John, it's the end of a college semester. I only got oh, whatever. Years. I'm buried in it. Yeah, well, at the end of my college semesters, I was like, woo, woo, woo. 
He yeah, was out closing the bars down, John. Was. LSD and acid isn't exactly in vogue with college students <laughs> anymore. I didn't. Uh, you know what? I never needed to do those things. I was already no, there. No, was in the 70s. It was probably Coke. Okay. I, I like how he says, I no, never needed to. John's over here like, I never needed to do those things. I, just I never needed any of that shit. Wait, I was already, so, I was already so there never, waiting for people with inhibitions to like go, oh, we got to get rid of our inhibitions first. So oh, you never sorry. needed to stay up. You never needed to do homework. I wouldn't say needed. <laughs> John Dan Johnson. Let's just say that I wasn't probably the best college student in the history of the University of Nebraska Lincoln, but I got a degree. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what my GPA is, and nobody cares. Was it a well, three point seven three? Two point three. You guys are all choppy. What's our subject tonight? We got a lot of them. Uh, we're going to start with uh, the news and notes that we tend to start with. And we're going to start since it's uh, since that season ended most recently. Let's just briefly talk about uh, the rumor and innuendo that uh, Doc Sadler, uh, one time for uh, Nebraska head basketball coach, um, is at least in consideration uh, to be coming back to Lincoln as an assistant. Uh, of course, he's been uh, down south at uh, uh, University of Southern Mississippi, and th- it's possible that that uh, old Doc Sadler might might return. What what, what do you guys? What, what's your takeaway on on this uh, n- little nugget that that we learned today? Well, he's a great defensive coach, and he essentially functioned on Hoiberg's staff staff at Iowa State as like a defensive coordinator in basketball. You know, he put together defensive game plans and scouted. So I like it. You know, if he's ready to come back here, you know, work under, you know, it's a hell of a thing to take a demotion from being a head coach to being an assistant, but that's what he wants, you know. I got nothing against him coming back. So he's coming back to Nebraska. We all know how special we are. Yeah, we are pretty special. Now. Everybody would like to come back to Nebraska. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but Sadler, those who like it, you know. I, I've heard that somewhere. I I suppose uh, that it's uh, you know I, I I found out about it as we record this on on Wednesday, but it's not necessarily news that broke on Wednesday. Uh, as of Monday of this week, the uh, Sun Herald, which I'm just going to assume is down there in the Mississippi land, uh, had a report and actually video. Uh, in there that says, you know, is it, it was a response from Sadler uh, regarding these rumors. Sadler said, quote, uh, Coach Hoiberg and I have visited about a number of people, but my plans as of today are to be uh, the head coach at Southern Miss. There is no agreement made to join Fred Hoiberg's staff. So that was two days ago. We all know. Subterfuge. Hmm? Subterfuge. Well, yeah, I mean, we all know the money talks and bullshit walks, so um, we'll find out. You know, we'll let uh, there, there's there's absolutely nothing that stays secret anymore anywhere. No, and and I think that that aggravates me from message board mafia. I I, I want to. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. John about. I'm really glad you mentioned that, John, because you know we're. I, and I'm guilty of, you know, if I watch a movie or something, especially for my Nerds United podcast, I always make sure that if I'm reviewing it, talking about it uh, on on that next episode, I say, hey, you know what? We, we tried to do spoiler-free, 
and then maybe we'll spend just a couple minutes at the very end, you know, uh, giving some spoilers away. Uh, but there's so much, you know, everybody's got to be the first to report something. And it, to to the extent that, and, and we see this obviously well beyond, you know, just sports journalism, but so many journalists or news outlets uh, find it more important to be first than to, than to be right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Loose lips sink ships. Damn right. Omar I, I, I guess, you know, I guess I liked Doc Sadler when he was here. I mean, he was a likable guy, just like Tim Miles was a likable guy. But uh, his team sure shit couldn't score worth a damn, but they could play defense. So I guess if he can be a defensive coordinator for Nebraska, you know, I wonder if he's going to – well, put it this way. The Nebraska media, and that would include us kind of, uh, he's a quotable coach, so everybody would love to have him back. Yeah. He loves Diet Mountain Dew. Remember that from when he spoke to the media after getting fired? No. Talked about, I love Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> he did have that voice, didn't he? Damn. Oh, he, he, he was from Arkansas, man. Like He was, he was an Opie. Yeah, he can return. Okay, next. How about Danny Nee? <laughs> Him coming back? Just get the band back together. Everyone except Barry Collier and Tim Miles. The ghost of Mo Iba and Joe Cipriano. I don't know. I think Danny Nee would kill all the other coaches. Dude was an infantry Marine in Vietnam, probably. Yeah, there you go. He, I mean, he was an intense guy sometimes. Did you read that Dirk Chadlin series about uh, Danny Nee that the World Herald did last year? No. Let me tell you, after reading that, Danny Nee, my kind of guy. Well, give us a, you have to give us a synopsis now. Well, I think it was after we lost to Xavier in 91, maybe. He was standing in the locker room, getting ready to leave, and he saw the hospitality room with all the you know Gatorade and snacks and water for players. And he went over there, and there was a case of Budweiser. And he asked the security guard, do you mind if I take this? security guard said, no, go ahead. Uh, Bruce Chubbick, I think it was, or maybe it was Eric Strickland, said that Danny just took the case of beer back to the hotel and just drank it all to himself. <laughs> you know what? I can I can believe that because that lost is Xavier. I think I was at that game. I think they played that in Minneapolis, right? That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. The article said yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah, right. That I was at that game, and Nebraska just went flat. It was terrible. We were supposed to win that game. The game before us was uh, the game before us was. Uh, oh come on, Shaquille O'Neal's last game as a as a college oh, player. Shit. So I saw him play, and I mean, when you saw Shaquille O'Neal in, in as a live human being, you were like, "How? What? This is like giants, you know." It was it was shocking, but yeah, that Xavier game. I mean, I remembered. Uh, one of our guys having a straight line to a layup, straight path, nobody in his way, and he just looked at the basket and turned to pass the ball, and that was pretty much the story of that old game. We just fell flat, didn't do anything, couldn't do anything, and I could, I could understand how he could just drink a case of beer after that and just kind of go, screw it. Well, I pretty much did that after Melvin Gordon went 
408 on us in 2014. Yeah. Okay. You know, what my, else? my introduction to Nebraska ball, though, I was probably 13, maybe 14. It was the year Nebraska beat Kansas with Brian Conklin hitting all those threes. And I started to get into Nebraska basketball, so I was asking my dad, you know, I'm 13 years old, I'm like, has Nebraska basketball ever won a national championship? And he just kind of looks at me and he goes, haven't even won a game in the NCAA tournament before. He didn't start crying? He gave me the whole history of games, like the Xavier game, and told me about the the Penn game in 94 after winning the Big 8 tournament and just said how awful it was, so. Yeah, that was, like, I remember thinking to myself, do I really want to be a fan of Nebraska ball? He didn't come right out and just say, don't do it, son. No, he's, he's a J-sker, but he's the J-sker who loves Nebraska basketball and Creighton basketball. That's kind of creepy. Doesn't even want. <laughs> Doesn't even what? He won't even watch the Nebraska-Creighton game when, he, when they play. Wow. Yeah, he, lo- he loves both teams equally. My lo- I like Creighton as well, but my loyalties lie more with Nebraska basketball. Well, I'm glad you said that, Haas, because I know that that wasn't always the tune you were singing. So it's good to, good to hear. Welcome back to to welcome back to the show. I've been I've always said that. Okay, I just like to stir up the Nebraska ball hardliners from time to time. Well, you succeed. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? What? Fuck Creighton. What's going on with Mo Washington? I'm glad you asked, John, because as of uh, about 5 o'clock on Wednesday evening, uh, Aliyah Conley, Aaliyah? I don't know, World Herald, Omaha World Herald, uh, published an article, Husker running back Maurice Washington pleads not guilty in California case. We know uh, the premise of the case. Uh, we have here that uh, a quote from Washington's attorney, John Ball. Uh, Mr. Washington did appear in court in California today, continuing his active and responsible role in bringing this matter to a close. He will continue to be fully cooperative and recognizes that this process will take time and requires patience and persistence. He is grateful that all of his family, friends, and supporters are also committed to standing with him to the conclusion of this matter. Um, next hearing is May 13th. And here's the thing, John Ball might be his attorney, but John Ball is a Lincoln attorney who's not licensed to uh, attorney in, uh, that's the that's the technical term, he's not able to uh, uh, practice in California, so he was uh, a stand-in from the, I believe it was uh, uh, Santa Clara County Public Defender's Office was with Washington today. Um it's like unlikely that a plea deal will be reached before the May hearing, and I do think it's kind of uh, – the, the next hearing is not until May 13th. So, I mean, it's it's a month away uh, j- or just a shade over a month. Um, Washington's posted bail uh, or posted bail last month. He practiced with the team. Scott Frost uh, said that uh, Washington won't be playing in this Saturday spring game. We're going to talk all about the spring game and the roster uh, rosters, I should say, uh, here in a little bit. Uh, but a quote from Frost, uh, you know, said, overall, I think Maurice has done a good job trying to stick to the norm of what practice he has done. He's looked good. Uh, Washington, as we mentioned, has been a limited participant. Uh, Frost says, we're going to sit back and let the process play out and see where it lands. 
I mean, really, that's about all that they can do at this point, right? From from the from the team standpoint, they've you know they've yeah. just kind of ignored the whole issue of what actually he's being charged for or anything they've done. They've just like, oh yeah, he's uh, practiced and stuff, but they haven't talked one single damn bit about the fact that, you know, that no, I, I guess mean, what can they really say it didn't happen when he was an enrolled student. I mean, well, that's probably true. Do you, do you want, do you want frost and moose and our, you know, athletic department talking, you know, telling tales out of school, so to speak, no, talking where no, they're that's... not, yeah let let it play out like he hasn't been charged with any you know well he has been charged he has been been charged he's not he hasn't been convicted of anything and at this point the status quo remains until some clarification what do you got greg what do you think um i don't mind the wait and see approach uh and I, i don't mind the you know, active, albeit limited, but uh, active participation approach. Because if things go, you know, Washington's way, that you know, you know, as far as you know, a plea deal or, or charges drop. However, you know, in a way that doesn't land him in prison, and he's able to rejoin the team as a full participant uh, uh, of you know Nebraska football athletics, then I want. I want him to be, you know, ready. And so, again, I don't mind him being out there and, and doing the practicing, things like that. And I completely understand and agree with uh, the coach's uh, collective, probably, decision to, uh, you know, not you know, not play him in, in the spring game. We have a lot of dead air on this one because they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I was waiting for a response. I, I'm well, sorry. What can you really say at this point? You know, it's it, it's a disturbing thing that occurred. You know, it's it air. It is. Blood. I I I went on this before about I don't understand why people take videos and pictures and stuff. We should move on to uh, the spring game. Well, before we do that, how oh about my God. how about a little levity from uh, one of the. Uh, young men on you know representing the uh, school and the state as a member of the Nebraska football team. Did you guys see the uh, Twitter on video? I know I shared it from the Five Heart uh, podcast page uh, or, or Twitter at the number Five Heart podcast. But Bennett Folkers, who is a Husker wide receiver, and he and I guess one of his roommates or something like that tied or or somehow other otherwise put a dollar bill on a little fishing line and flung it outside of their dorm room window and it managed to land on the sidewalk and they just reeled a bunch of people in uh you know who were chasing this dollar across the lawn all the way up until they you know got to the window where they saw all the all the guys in the room laughing did you guys see that video no go out of your way to watch it damn Go out of your way to watch it, John. If you you can you can watch it without video because pretty much all you're seeing or, or the only audio is just the guys in the room laughing. Uh, so you can pull it up and and watch it while we are talking about it right now. Uh, in fact, I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to I'm going to send you the link right now, John. So you just watch that Skype chat and and you'll have it. You can watch it uh, while 
Haas and I talk about it. It's it's worth a watch. Haas, what was your takeaway? Did did you find that good, harmless fun, or did you find that a little mean spirited? Talk to me, buddy. I thought it was just good, harmless fun. Hey man, you know? hey man, I got hurt. It's just for laughs. You know, as far as what college football players do for amusement in their off hours, that was pretty benign. I I, I think that that's a, a great point. Uh, you know, especially coming off the the story that you know we the topic we just got done talking about. It's um yeah, it's it's harmless. Even you know when the the people who were chasing the dollar bill, uh, you know, realized that they were caught and you know is all a, a gag. They, they laughed about it. Nobody was nobody was hurt. Nobody was offended. It was it was honestly kind of refreshing to to see. You know, just that that little kind of harmless prank uh, on a on a college campus. So yeah, I mean, they weren't they weren't stealing their fellow students' bikes. No, nope. you know? no. Wow, wow, you're right. It, it it's it's I think it's a setup. Except for the last, I could see some. Well, I, I, some of them I could ran away. Some, I could see some self righteous, pretentious, you know, undergrad getting real butthurt about it. Sure, but you know. It's all in good fun. I mean, can they get now? Let me straight up. If it was a hundred dollar bill, and they were chasing that, and they, you know, I mean, what and what? What is the monetary amount that that you know? You're like, oh well, you're getting too, you're taking it too serious, you know, type of thing. What can you can you assign? You know, is that a fifty? If it was a hundred dollar bill, I would scale the fucking wall <laughs> of that building. Right. <laughs> I mean, but but that that's that's my point slash question is, you know, at, at what point is you know do you know you really take it serious in the fact that you you know hurt and or offended that you didn't get that that you know dollar or that that I mean I wouldn't be hurt or I'd just be like damn got away they got me. Uh, yeah. I, I I think I've told this story before. If not, it, it's worth it. And this is only only related in the fact that it's money that got away. When I was uh, doing sports, you know, sports director up at uh, Shadron, and I'm 21, 22, 23, and I'm living paycheck to paycheck because, you know, there's no money in small town radio. I'm not uh, ashamed to say it. I went, put my paycheck in the bank, which was literally a block over from the uh, radio station, but it was cold, so I took my car. And when I, I instead of, I was foolish, and I, I kept a 50 out, a $50 bill. And instead of putting it right in my wallet, I put it in my pocket, same pocket that I have my car keys. Took the car keys out, oh, rookie drove away, never saw the $50 again. It up and vanished like a fart in the wind. I was, I was young and dumb. What can I say? So anyway, I was trying to find a reason to be offended like uh, by this as an old person. Get off my lawn. Can't do it, no, can you? I, I don't really find any. I was trying to think about what we did when we were in college that would be cruel and mean. and I'm coming up with nothing. I just, holy crap. Do you know what's happening? What What's happening? The off season is setting in on me already. It can't. The darkness is coming. I think now oh. is a. I think now is a great you know time. What? Even though it's the week of the, even though it's the week of the spring game, I know the hell 
that lies beyond the spring game until August 31st. We're going to talk all about the spring game, the rosters, and uh, things that we're you know looking forward to and things we don't want to see after Greg, we take... I swear to God, if you, if you ask me what I hope to get out of the spring game... That's all coming up after we sell a little bacon. Bacon! On the Five Heart Podcast. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Greg Mahochko, John Dam Johnston, Hoss Reuter here. Spring game is... Extravaganza! Well, I was going to say it's upon us. Uh, This Saturday, hard to believe, but this Saturday the spring game uh, will be played, of course. Memorial Stadium kickoff at 1 o'clock. You can watch it live on BTN. You can listen to it on Husker Sports Network, huskers.com, tune in, app, yada, yada, yada. Okay, let's get going. Now, do we have – we're not there yet. Obviously, we're going to – not necessarily player by player because not everybody matters. I know that's horrible to say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is. You're going to hell now, son. Um Adrian Martinez, the quarterback for the red team. Uh, look at probably Andrew Bunch as the main quarterback for the white team. Uh, backups, uh, Noah Vedral will also be on the red team, while Matt uh, Masker, Mosker will be quarterback on the white team. And yes. Thank you. Luke McCaffrey will uh, uh, play for both teams. Um, he'll, he'll don both the scarlet and the cream, if you will. Um, obviously, that? Hmm? That's just weird. Well, didn't uh, Tristan Jebbia do it a few years ago? Yep. Boy, that's that feels like a distant name. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That was the the Tanner Lee year, was it not? Because he came in and played yes, up, uh, out, outplayed everybody. Uh, oh, Tristan Jebbia. Yes. So we. Uh, you know, for speaking of transfers, let's talk. I just want to touch on this for a quick second. Since Tristan Jebbia, Greg Bell, and Ty John Lindsay, and Avery Roberts all left, I literally have not given any of them a second thought. At no point last year, like after Greg Bell left, did I think, man, wish we had Greg Bell still. Like, <laughs> Well, no, and that makes complete sense because at that point he was being outplayed by Divino Zigbo. You know, if, if, we, didn't, exactly. you if, know, if, if we didn't have a solid number one, then his loss would have uh, been felt a little bit more, I think. But uh, True. Well, i got to say that after uh, I shot the Troy game, and after I left the stadium, there were still quite a few people tailgating, and I went around to some tailgates and asked them what they thought of the game. And uh, there was a guy who just went off on Tristan Jebbia and called him many names, uh, really nasty names like Quitter. I mean, you know, you can be called a fucking asshole, but don't call ever call me a quitter. You know what I mean? Mm. So he was very upset that uh, Tristan had chosen to leave our program. But you're right. After that, I mean, he really just kind of went, well, they're gone. Goodbye. Especially Greg yeah. Bell. You just kind of went, okay, I guess we really, you know. And then Tyjon, I, yeah, I, we have J.D. Spillman who played well. And I don't know. You're right. Good point. Yeah, I never showed anything. You know, he, just, he didn't. Now, that being said, do you think that in this offense he could have shown more? You know what I'm saying? I mean, he played in four games last year. I, he really didn't show it. The only thing I remember from him last year 
is having a dumb block in the back penalty on a long pass to J.D. Spielman against Purdue that negated the play, and we had to end up punting. I see. That's remarkable that you say that. I thought, honestly, that he left before the season started. That such is my, you know, memory or where he... Uh, he made an impact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, such as it was his impact uh, in, in my mind that I didn't even realize he was, you know, with with the team at all. So, um, so anyway, let's, let's move on and talk about Huskers that are Huskers today. Um, we mentioned Maurice Washington not playing in the uh, spring game. Um, Will Honus, not quite uh, there yet. Wandale Robinson, Haas, I know, I think Haas, maybe John, mentioned that he would not be uh, participating in the spring game. J.D. Spielman as well, Jack Stoll, Caleb Tanner, uh, Tate Wilderman. Uh, we're just going to go down the list. It's going to be faster to go down this list than either of the wait two a minute, rosters. Wait a minute, wait what? a minute. Jack Stoll isn't playing? Correct. I, You know, I'm disappointed that Wandale Robinson isn't playing because I really kind of wanted to see him. I wouldn't risk anything with his uh, hamstring, though. Well, I get that, but, you know, it's still disappointing. And Stoll, I, you know, that guy, I'd like to see that guy play, too. I mean, whatever you get the chance to see these guys get on the field, it would have been nice to see. But I realize it's a glorified scrimmage, and and it's the only thing we have between now and months. And we they, covered they it. bring that up on glorified scrimmage. I've had so many people this week ask me, what, what do you hope to see in the spring game? Nothing. Just no injuries. Like, if you're going to the game or if you're, or if you're watching on TV, sit back and just enjoy, you know, watching a practice. There's nothing to be gleaned from it. Yeah, but we have I mean, to. We have to go over every second year, of it because that's all we have. I mean, for crying out loud, last year, Adrian, Peter, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Martinez, his pat, his deep passes were wobbly, and I was thinking, oh boy, it might be a long year. You know, he's our starter. Running ability is great. The passing, yikes! By the time the season rolled around, his, you know, his arm was fine, coming off that shoulder injury. So, you can't take too much away from a spring game. I mean, for crying out loud, Tanner Lee looked like Drew Brees in the 2017 spring game. He he did. Do you guys want to hear the drop the nice? He, did, he didn't look like that. Time to be on flop fade. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear? But, really it, wasn't but it's bad. but it's all we have. You you know that we have to overanalyze the spring game because people need content, and literally they oh, eat content. If you say Nebraska football, then they go, "What's going with it?" And you go, uh, "Gravel that looks like grape nuts." And then they eat it anyway, I mean, even knowing that it's gravel. Hell, I'll, like I've always said, between the spring game and fourth, by the time 4th of July rolls around, I talk myself into we're going all the way. Even though right now I'm saying 8-4, and four, anything more than that's great. Well, there's nothing well, wrong with what, that. Oh, you answered what do you want to see out of the spring game. You know what I want to see out of the spring game? What? Lots of good photography because we need shots of people. We need to. We don't have any good shots of Eric Chenander. We, you know, our Scott Frost shots are getting old. You know, I mean, we can pull them out. I, to me, I, I, you know, I love photography, so I really want to go out and you perform know, I well. I want to perform well myself. You know, last year, I hope last Mario year, 
Marco has an unlit cigar hanging out of his mouth on the side. Yeah, exactly. That's those are the kinds of things we need from coaches. I mean, last year, who was the guy that left the D line coach? Uh, Watson. Mike Dawson. Dawson. That guy looked exactly like Tony Soprano. I Steve, I love I'm that right now. Watching the Sopranos, great show. You're supposed to be doing a podcast and giving us your full attention. Yeah, Hoss. Not right now. Yeah. Okay, yes. fine. But uh, that's what I want out of the spring game. When we what I want out of the spring game, a nice Cornhusker Hotel breakfast buffet on Saturday morning. Are you going to be down there? I am. Oh well, Go we should meet up. You buying drinks? I might do that. Not before. Put on the coordination credit card. I miss out on everything. Such a thing could exist. <laughs> what does it say? John, John D. Johnston on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's your personal card. Well, it should. Okay. Whatever. What else? We were going to go down the roster. What are you talking about? What I, are we doing? I, I was trying, but you, you guys decided to continue having your conversation. Yeah. Uh, so for the uh, white team, as far as, do, I, know, I know, as far as uh, running backs go, uh, they get Miles Jones, Jalen Bradley, Moses Bryant, uh, Corbin Ruth, AJ Forbes. Nope, that's not it. Uh, AJ Forbes is an offensive lineman, but I searched for RB, you know, by position, and Forbes popped up. Um, and then the red team gets Austin Hemphill, Connor Ruth, uh, Brody Belt, Wyatt Mazur. So I think well, it sounds like the Nebraska Shrine game roster. <laughs> preliminary uh, indications tell me that the uh, red team gets the QB advantage while the white team gets the running back advantage. Preliminary indications tell me we're yeah. going to be an air raid team this year. Um, you know, UCF in 2017, their leading rusher was Adrian Killens of about 700 and some odd yards. They had Otis Anderson and Greg McRae got hurt, but they chipped in. You know, I think McRae had about three, four hundred yards, and uh, Anderson had about six hundred. Then Mackenzie Milton ran the ball a lot. That was a quasi kind of air raid team. You know, they ran the ball with the quarterback and the running backs, obviously, but they really aired it out. I, I can handle that. I have no problem. Be okay with me. Yeah, I know they. they like, say I that, can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Iowa linebackers trying to chase Wandale Robinson and JD Spielman on crossing routes. <laughs> like that's going to warm the, the 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 deep darkness of my soul. Oh, the cockles of your heart. Whoa, easy. Yes, slugger. more than. Um, speaking of wide receivers, uh, the white team gets Javon McQuitty. Uh, our uh, Fishing for Fools friend, uh, Bennett Fulkers, uh, Christian Banker, Brandon Robbins, Justin Holm, Ty Chaffin, Chaffin, good enough, Wyatt Luer. Uh, but the red team gets Todd Honus, Jaron uh, Woodyard, Cade Warner, who uh, I anticipate will make his presence felt uh, once again in 2019, Andrew Thurman, Mike Williams, Andre Hunt, and Jamie Nance. So when you take away the J.D. Spielmans and the Wandale Robinsons, honestly... The wide receiver core is kind of a mess. It's just thin. What's that? It's a little thin. 
It it's is kind of a mess. It, it's a little underwhelming. Oh, come on now. Now, you guys, the positive side of this, the guy that wanted to be drinking the Kool-Aid and selling the Kool-Aid to other people to drink it would be gone. It's just an opportunity for one of those guys to step up and start making plays. Well, I'm talking like as it stands right now. I mean, it'll change as the season gets closer. But, you know, with guys like Demarius Houston and what's his name, Dylan Chase, getting on campus. But right now it's kind of like, shit. What about Mike Williams? Great blocker. Ron Woodward? Runs fast. I'm really excited to see what a healthy Javon McQuitty could do. I've been waiting for that for a couple years. So, I have too. I don't want to be disappointed. What about that Warner kid? I hear his dad's pretty good. Nice possessed receiver, real gritty guy, coach's son, brings the lunch pail every day. Here's another one for you. You have that down. I'm just saying, when when you lose like Stanley Morgan, you're like, wow, like Stan was a lot of production. You know, when JD Spielman's not in the lineup, you lost a serious weapon. By the way, Todd Honus and Will Honus, no relation. I thought they were cousins. I mean, they might be, uh, but Todd's from. Uh, <laughs> you like had to be related. No, they are. They are cousins, Greg. <laughs> are you, are you, you know, you say it with enough confidence, and I'm likely to believe you. Um, are they really? Cousins? Yeah, they are cousins. Okay, that's why they talked about that. That's why Will Honus chose Nebraska. Oh. One of the reasons. Well, fi- fantastic. Um, <laughs> John, at like one thirty in the morning, Saturday into Sunday, are we going to find yet like the brass rail? No, God, I I'm, I'm too old to be out doing that kind of shit anymore. Let's talk about You're hosses. You're going to wow them with tales about brokering peace talks with, you know, Mexico in 1948. Let, let's talk about the uh, hosses. <laughs> Haas's favorite, or, or let's get in the trenches and, and talk there. Uh, and again, it doesn't matter what the rosters are because we'll probably see everybody on Saturday and uh, we're not going to learn anything. But this is fun. Uh, Deshaun Neal and Vaha Vainuku uh, are going to be suiting up for both teams, probably not at the same time. Uh, Damian Jackson will be on the white team. Uh, Ryan Schomer, Chris Walker on the white team, Finn Anderson, Colton Feist, Ben Lingenfelter, Casey Rogers, Brent, Brant Banks all on the DL, or uh, I almost said disabled list. You can't even say that in baseball anymore. Anyway, uh, all on the uh, defensive line for the white team. Uh, DeAndre Thomas, Carlos Davis, Ben Stilley, Khalil Davis, Damian Daniels, Darian Daniels, uh, all your heavy hitters are all suiting up for the red team. And if you didn't need, if you needed any more evidence that the red team was the A team, sorry, uh, white team guys, but Caleb Lightborn is the punter for the white team, and that's really all you need to know about the hierarchy of of the players. Fair, wow. fair. That's another guy. Ever since he got benched, I totally forgot he was on the team. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of sad. A little bit. I don't know what was worse, his one-yard punt against Minnesota in 16 or the on, botched onside kick against oh, is that, Yeah, it was the botched kick. He gave us a lot of memories, that's for sure. None of them real great. Okay, so go back to the trenches. Well, we're only on one half of the – but I, no, I think when you, when you get 
Damien and Darian Daniels, Khalil Davis, Carlos Davis, Ben Stilley, DeAndre Thomas. I mean, those are the names we're going to hear the most, and they're all on the red team. Yeah, those are the guys who have a seat at the table. Yeah. Those, I mean, when, when yeah. Chenander's, uh, in, uh, you know, rotating in defensive linemen and, and uh, he and Troy, no, not, what, what? Two o two Odi two o vote. What's his name? Two Odi. Two Odi. Thank you. Tony Two Odi. Tony Two Odi. Uh, you know, on, on a on another uh, Husker podcast that I like to listen to, they they had a contest to see who could say it the most times the fastest, and I think uh, the big tall nerdy guy won. Um, yeah, Tony Two Odi. Yeah, those are the guys who are, who are yeah, going to be Pat rotating. I'm sorry. That Pat Jansen's a hell of a guy. Damn right he is. Um, anyway. I'm uh, still strong and tweety. <laughs> those are the guys that you're going to be seeing uh, primarily on the field this fall. Uh, makes sense, I think, to get them, you know, kind of in a in a rhythm, you know, as far as working together. Uh, I have no problem with, with that side of things being a little one-sided. Does that make sense? That just means the white team's going to get the ball out fast and a lot of run shitloads of screens and draws. Okay. Yeah, white power. Oh, wait, what? What? No, I can't. Oh my God. <laughs> can't. Nope. Nope. I was, ho- I was hoping someone caught that. Can't, can't, can't go with you that way. Uh, nope. Just, oh, just no. Uh, that, was, that was a joke. That was in poor taste. It, it, no, it was a joke. It was in poor taste. Uh, shame on us for laughing. Uh, um... <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, okay. Yeah, just edit that out. Let uh, nah. Uh, we all know. Anybody who listens to this show this far knows what's a gag and what's not. Um, so for offensive line, I think this will also be just yeah. as telling. Uh, you have John Raritan, Cam Jurgens, AJ Forbes, uh, Bo Wilson, Will Farniak, Matt Farniak, Trenton Hickson, Brendan Hymas. Uh, you know, and others, Christian Gaylord are all on, on, uh, the red team, Christian Gaylord, Will Farniak, uh, you know, guys like that are going to see, you know, both, you know, see it from, from both sides. Um, well, they got all of them. Yeah. Not all of them. Cause there's Matt, uh, Sichterman, there's Brock Bando, uh, Nick Verka, uh, Mitchell Ballinger. Brian Perez. Those, those are all the guys that need to prove something. I know. And what better way than going up against the the first team defensive line of oh, that, Damian Daniels true. and Khalil? You know. Um, what? Uh, very good point. What do you swim. think of? What do you think of Cam Jurgens? I'm excited like to see him. I'm, I'm really excited to see him. I mean, I'm not ready to call him Dave Remington, but. He's got the tools to be a good center. Are you ready to that's, call him Cam Jurgens, though? Well, that's his name. Of course. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if he was, if he could be even, let's say, John Garrison, I'd be relatively pleased. What if he could be John Johnston? That would be horrifying for everyone. John Johnson as a center going up against a Big Ten nose guard. Yikes. John, I bet you do a lot of cut blocking. 
I'm fuck yes, I would. That's all that would exist. And then I'd be You'd dead in three places. So I, I Googled just for fun John Johnston football. Uh, and the really the only thing that I could. There's a DB for the Rams. Hmm? There's a defensive back for the LA Rams named John Johnston. Yeah, but nobody cares about the Rams. Uh, th- honestly, the first result that popped up was uh, English soccer. But for John's in, in John's defense, this particular John Johnston, according to this uh, uh, video that I'm not going to click on, but the title says John Johnston's unbelievable goal against Skelmersdale United. So there you have it, John Johnston. Was that in 1959? No, because he's only 24 years old. Oh, I guess that wouldn't be in 1959. So. Uh, okay. London for your duty. Hey, here's some good news. Really good news. With under a minute to play, the Blues have a 2-1 lead over the Winnipeg Jets in game one of their Stanley Cup playoff uh, round. So, moving on. Um, I mean, how, how, deep, how deep into the weeds do we want to go? I mean, do we want to – we talked about about everybody except linebackers, I think. Um, they sure are split up amongst the two teams. I don't know. I'm getting tired of looking at these names. Uh, um, you know, other than Mo Berry, we don't have linebackers. That's not fair. We don't have linebackers yeah, that are. I agree with John. You I... know, I want to see Tyron Ferguson step up, build off of last year. Will Honus isn't playing. Um, Nick Henrich isn't playing. So, but like, are... linebacker is a little bit of an unproven commodity. But I mean, there's guys like Colin Miller. Situationally speaking, there's also, I mean, we talked about this guy a couple weeks ago, but Jojo Doman, um, you know, that's, yep. that's a, an, but, you know, there, I, I don't think we're quite, now, granted, are we deep with experience? No. Uh, and, and I do admit that, but I don't know if we're quite as thin as, as you guys fear we are. We have maybe some untested, but I think that there's uh, some, some good talent. Well, that's what I mean by thin. Okay, lacking of game experience. experience. I got you. All right, that's fine. I can I can go with yeah. you on that. I I will walk that path. We have a lot of guys that have LB attached to their name, and they are breathing and have a pulse. That's fine. That's where we're at. With the linebackers. You can say neat things because it's spring, like. You know, he's, well, the old step up, going to be a playmaker kind of thing. But, you know, come fall, I hope this, you know, that's the probably the group that has to probably improve the most for for us to get beyond uh, six and six or eight and four. Yep, pass rushers and linebackers. Yeah. I will, so, I'll go one more thrown in that category. Potentially. I mean, yeah, pass rushers, linebackers. Uh, we need a solid and stable offensive line, which I think we saw aspects of it, you know, last year. But at the same time, we lost, you know, Tanner Farmer uh, to to graduation. But mm. and we're going to need to see some more production out of the wide receiver core. Looking at it now, I mean, because you know, J.D. Spielman, Wandale Robinson incredibly talented, incredibly athletic. 
and Cade Warner, as you mentioned, fantastic possession receiver, but most of the other guys are untested. Then you get into uh, the running back room, and you know, depending on Maurice Washington's you know availability, you're looking at Wyatt Mazur as kind of your most seasoned running back. I'm not I'm not throwing the season away, but there there are a lot of areas that are thin on experience. Well, two things. Number one, you got Dedrick Mills showing up in the fall in the running back position. Number two, and possibly the biggest thing is, is that Scott Frost's offense is set up to make wide receivers successful, even if they're not necessarily great players. As long as we have, we have a quarterback that can get them the ball accurately and on time in their routes. We could have some guys that maybe are, let's say not mediocre, but above average, we will still have a really good offense. Yeah, this is like the Mike Riley, Danny Langsdorf offense where every, you know the concepts are pretty stale and it just relies on guys being able to get separation you know, from DBs. Like, they're going to be, Frost is going to be able to scheme guys open by formations and, you know, motions and different concepts. And we'll probably, I, you know what? Let's, let's, let's go back Don't to your thing about, screens. let's go back to your thing about what you want to see at the spring game. Yes. Let's go to the offensive lineman thing. Uh, last year, I don't, we didn't do a lot of pulling, did we? We did more oh, last yeah, year. We did. That, that we did. Yeah, but not I, we, not we, a lot. I would. I would especially. No, we, we pulled a lot. I was going to say the ta- the play where the tackle pulls around. We ran a lot. We ran inside traps with the guards, counter with guards and tackles pulling, pin and pull with you know any play side lineman who wasn't covered by a down defender pulling. We probably pulled more than we actually just you know lined up and ran like inside zone. So we're going to see tons, shitloads more. We will see more of that this year because they know the offense better. I would say going. Oh, from- I mean, like that—that's the thing. Like we, Danny Langsdorf didn't pull a lot in 2016 because he didn't trust the lineman to pull. But Frost, you know, that's such a big cornerstone of his offense that you know we went out there and we pulled linemen almost every play. I remember in 16, like, if we pulled a lineman, it was like, holy fucking shit. We just ran counter. We just ran power. You know, now it's like, yep, we're pulling tackle. Yep, we're pulling guard. We're pulling both guards on, like, our buck sweep. So, yeah, I hopefully they'll be better at it this year because our polling was pretty bad early in the season. You're going to actually say something, Greg, before we cut you off 400 times. I forgot what I was going to say. No, I was just going to say oh, that uh, uh, going back to uh, John, your original question is that they they were pulling exponentially more in 2018 than they were in any of the years under Mike Riley. Well, yeah, it, it was a very it was a very generic well, answer. Uh, I I couldn't get you know too far into the weeds uh, like some people because some people are a lot more uh, intelligent regarding offensive line schematics than uh, I am and that's fine we probably pulled more in this past season than we did in three seasons under Riley combined that's what I just said that's literally what I just said 
you know what? That's it. I, I, yeah, but he has that kind of he has that kind of slow draw with him. Here, here's you what, have a you have a I radio mean, announcer voice. He has that. I just saw you got buck sleep and I told pulling a pin and pulled the tackle. I'm gonna tell you about that country cover three. Well, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> it's like syrup. It's like syrup dripping out the side of your mouth. Is You're it? gonna be a fantastic old man someday. Oh, if I make it that far. Is is this where I say the thanks to Blue Chew? I'm not pulling anything anymore. <laughs> no. We're selling that now on this. No, no, but we we're should. not selling that yet. It's still that's there's a long off season. <laughs> oh. By the way, uh, good good people at Blue Chew. If you want uh, if you want us to talk more, if you want us to pay it. If you want to pay us to talk about your fine products that I haven't actually ever used, that's just a joke. Um, then feel free to uh, email uh, or or send us a message or tweet us. You at Blue Chew. Uh, no, that's serious. Quit laughing, Hoss. It's you know, it's uh, it, it's not something I've I've used. Pays the bills, don't it? I. I've not. I'm telling you, this is a hand to God. Put put my other one on the Bible. I've not used it. I, we we believe you. Yeah, you're, it's you're okay. You're doubting me real it's hard. Okay. Um, I and really the only thing I know about it is what I hear from some of the wrestling podcasts that I listen to, and they talk about it a lot, and they get paid. Really, probably. Well, I'm sure all those. Will- I'm sure all those old wrestlers need it after years of steroid. You shriveled their nuts. Well, it's not the wrestlers. It's it's like the you know guys behind the scenes, like the Eric Bischoffs and uh, you know things like that. So if you want Blue Chew success <laughs> stories, listen to eighty three weeks with Eric Bischoff because holy cow, it's like uh, writing into the uh, you know, penthouse or something. It's a uh, it it's I'm not going to say graphic, but uh, he gets into some details about when he's been away from home. Uh, for a few days, and and he pops a blue chew, and in fifteen minutes, he and his wife are ready to go, because <laughs> you know because it's chewable, so it, it hits the bloodstream fast. Anyway, uh, I know way too much about blue chew. <laughs> I guess so. So I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, it, in my in my day. So uh, that's it for our show, everybody. I uh, hear they're handing out samples at the spring game. <laughs> that all. Oh. Greg, I'll get a few for you. And- Thank you. Overnight it. It may be a dry campus, but not in that way. <laughs> Remember, it, it's, you know, it, 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 it. I again, I can only go by what I hear. So this is all secondhand. Uh, but apparently it's the hottest item in wrestling based on, uh, you know, like it's, it's not just necessarily for the old guys, you know, who, you know, typically Viagra and whatnot were always marketed to. But uh, you know, for for younger guys who want to up their game a little bit, uh, you know, it, up their game. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, Does that call us football? Up in your game, the young guy means lifting heavy weights and eating halfway decent. I, or you could take a little blue chewable, and in 15 minutes give your gimmick the hot tag. That's all I know. Uh, and that is it. I would have thought the hottest thing in wrestling this is how far I how to touch I am with wrestling. I thought it was like railroad spikes and folding chairs. Well, not so much railroad spikes. Uh, folding chairs are are still a thing. Uh, I'm guessing, John, that you didn't watch WrestleMania this past weekend. No, no, no you, I didn't. You really? I, I watched. I watched basketball. Well, I didn't watch any tournament action. Uh, I'm I'm officially 
I, I'm not. There's a there's a NCAA tournament ban in my house until Nebraska's in the tournament. Uh, so 2020, we're coming for you. Uh, but no, it, it, it was a history. It was a historic WrestleMania uh, for the first time ever. Uh, a women's match headlined uh, the showcase of the Immortals. It was fantastic. So uh, I encourage anybody to uh, spend nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month and get uh, the WWE Network. It's it's well worth the money. So, Haas, do you watch that stuff? I do not. I th- but I do have a passing interest in. 80s and 90s wrestling. I see. I've talked to Hoss. You know, about I the will Pritchard say, show. I will say that that from memories from my past, one of the nights that I missed the most that my friends talk about was the night they did Jello wrestling. I think at a bar in either Kearney or Grand Island. And uh, I regret the fact that I never Jello wrestled in my life. Or that and you I, never I, wrestled, or that you never watched Jello wrestling. I never wrestled in Jello, nor did I see it. So, it, just I, I'm I'm curious. I have questions. Were 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 these intergender Jello wrestling matches, or were they male versus male? I don't think I th- no. I think they were male versus male. Uh, then I do not want to participate in your Jello wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so. Um, that's your wrestling world update and uh, your blue chew spot that we're not getting paid for. And uh, that is your episode of the five heart podcast this week. We've had a lot of fun. Hope you have too. And, uh, we'll have, we're going to have some stuff to talk about after next week, uh, with the spring game, because that sure will be a, a glorified scrimmage that we're all going to watch. And, uh, uh, we'll break it down because it's what we do also next week. And this is news for, uh, my comrades, Keith from Coronation is going to join us to talk about uh, baseball, Husker baseball. We uh, that is in the works as well, so we're excited because Keith is he, nobody follows Husker baseball like Keith, and we're excited to be able to talk some Husker baseball uh, with names like Mojo Haggy and other Husker baseball players <laughs> who don't have nearly as memorable Aaron names. Thank you. Who, who's the uh, relief pitcher who always pisses it away in the end? Oh, my God, Robbie Palker. You guys just are they, – they're mean to him. Well, we're going to find on out. On the other hand, it's, his ERA hasn't been that great this year, and I, I guess. I think Keith was celebrating over this past weekend when uh, Robbie Palker – Robbie, Robert, anyway, Palker's ERA went from a six to a four-something. And no, so it, it went it went from ten to like six, I think. Well, even better. That's that's more yeah. points uh, of movement. So uh, yes, I just heard a door open, and I didn't know anybody was downstairs. So I'm going to go investigate that. Uh, otherwise, I think my house is haunted. And that's it for our show. We appreciate you all for listening, sharing, downloading, rating, reviewing on any platform. Uh, or on the convenient uh, embedded players that are available on coordination.com and uh, jitterymonkey.com. For myself, Greg Mahochko, for Haas Reuter, for John Dam Johnston, we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Uh, go big blue chew red. <laughs> Win the damn scrimmage. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.